0: Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Coming up, Michael Bell humor from Urban Nights and Ladies Peace Patrol. He is mad about the city taking down these homeless camps on Henry. And we'll also talk... To Carolyn Klassen from Connexus Counseling about Adam Big Hill finally getting his apology from Wendy Williams. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now, the podcast. It's right now on the phone Michael humor from the Urban Knights and Ladies Peace Patrol. Michael, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Hal. How are you? I'm excellent.
0: Thank you for joining me here for a few minutes. I I appreciate yeah, no it. Problem. So just to refresh people uh, and their memories on this, sure. your your organization put a couple of warming huts at the homeless camps over on Henry, and they yep. were not just taken away, but they were destroyed by the city and, and hauled away. Yeah. And, and then some teepees went up, and at that time you said to me in an email, we emailed back and forth... You said, these are just as dangerous. If my warming huts were dangerous, these are just as dangerous. Sure enough, we get a fire, and now the city is going in to remove any other dangers. My understanding is they're not going to move the homeless out of the, those areas if they want to stay there, but the TPS and anything else that might be dangerous are, are going to be removed. Your, your initial reaction, first of all, and then we'll get into it.
1: Well, how, uh you know, I'm a patriot, I serve my country, I hold the order of Manitoba, but I don't feel like a proud citizen this morning. Uh, the last word I got just an hour ago is that the camps are gone, the people are gone, they've been removed from the site. Uh, so you can see why people are angry. General uh, Wirch, the one, uh, our avenging angel, who came in and put up the teepees, uh We were the catalyst for that movement. Uh, so i guess we're uh, we're dir- indirectly connected with them, but you can see why she 's angry, why they 're angry uh they're planning a protest today at city hall at five p m uh you know in the in the past, the city talked about violating human rights uh, that we were violating human rights uh by putting up our huts. Uh, which were sacredly named, by the way. We named ours uh, Tommy Prince Jr. and Louis Rial, and the teepees were named after Mary Richard, who was the mayor of Main Street, and uh, Matt Sutherland, uh a deceased uh, citizen. So, uh, yeah, they came in, and uh, they just annihilated those. And, uh, you know, it's not the first time the city's done this. Uh, they did it in Roostertown in the 60s. My ancestors lived in Roostertown and Mayor Stephen Juba ordered a bulldozer to come in and just wipe out the whole town. So, uh, you know, it's history repeating itself. It's like we're back in 1920 or 1960s again. Different issues, different different people, but the causes are the same.
0: Tell me about the protest at 5 at City Hall, Michael. Uh, who's going to be there? What organizations will be represented? How many people are you expecting?
1: Uh, we're expecting quite a few people. Uh, you know jenna jenna works is uh is uh, spearheading it she she's uh she's a, a renowned activist in the city uh and you can see why uh, she's angry because uh, she you know it's about treaty white uh, treaty one land claims and uh having the right to self-determine and uh it's about assimilation it's about colonization and it's the memory of the elders and the citizens uh, you know, and it it, it it what they what the city did today, I mean, come on, what have you done, Winnipeg? What have you done? Uh you know, it's it's almost perverse and sadistic this act. Well, that they've done, and uh... what is the
0: answer, Michael? Like you know, you had the idea of warming huts. The city didn't like that. They said you know there were bylaw violations, and I get it. And 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 you even said when we talked by email, you were worried that the TPS might burn, that it it had potential to be dangerous uh, i understand you're upset and and uh, you're going to be protesting today at five and that by all means is you're right but what what is the answer here what what do we need to do to try and deal with winnipeg's homeless problem you were homeless at one time you're a war vet you tell me what the what the answer is
1: well the the answer is is long term and it's uh you know it's people like End Homeless Winnipeg and um, Main Street Project and the uh, police hierarchy and you know the the mayor being the mayor being silent on this uh, doesn't do him justice it, you know people wonder who's running this city you know uh cowards are weak and anemic and 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 uh, you know what they did is, like they did this morning is just what appears to be an act uh, by a bunch of bullies, henchmen, and a motley crew of sloppy ice pirates who come in and prey on the weak and the unsuspecting. Like, uh, do do the citizens of Winnipeg, are they really proud of that? Uh, There might be a few out there laughing, saying, oh, good, you know, the Indians got what they deserved again, you know. But those are those are minority. Majority of people. I mean, I believe in my country, my city. I love my country, my city. I served it. I, I think the majority of people are probably outraged, and and we're asking, you know, if, if you know if you can if you can get out there today, come out and give your two cents, and you know stand up to the mayor in this city for what they've done.
0: I'll just say this, Michael. I think most people out there, some are more sympathetic to the homeless than others, but I think most Winnipeggers listening right now want to do something to fix the problem. And I understand you're upset, and I'm not saying things have been handled right. I I don't think they have been handled the right way, but it's dangerous you and I talked about it was dangerous with the TPS. We got to try and figure out a solution. I don't know what the solution is. That's why uh, that was my question to you well, because the, well, the
1: solution, the solution long term is is decent housing, right? Dignified, decent housing, where people have the freedom to live the way they want to live, and that's why the people are choosing to live the way they want to live right now. You know, and uh, so there's, I mean, it's the story's not over because there's private property around the same area and there's negotiations going on right now to put the teepees back up but maybe replace them with wigwams, which are a little bit stronger structures, uh, like at uh, Thunderbird House property or MMF property, and there's private property around there as well. So, uh, you know, I think the camps are going to be back. But you know what, I, I just remember the words of uh, Senator Robert kennedy who said you know it's from acts of courage and belief that human history is shaped each time someone stands up for an ideal or acts to improve others lives and strikes out against injustice he sends forth a a ripple of hope and those ripples build a current which can sweep down the mightiest walls of oppression and resistance
0: well and i've said this many times in in our other conversation on the air and in our emails back and forth michael your heart is in the right place. You want to help Winnipeg's homeless, and I give you full props for that. And, uh, but again, I think most Winnipeggers, we're not going to get you know, proper housing quickly, and, and I don't know what the answer is short-term. What, what's happening now I don't think is the answer. But Well, I...
1: you, know that, you know that place in Calgary that built that uh, mini town for veterans? Uh, they came to Winnipeg first, and the mayor said no. He slammed the door on it. They wanted to build that, uh, that same kind of design around Tommy Prince Park. And uh, they proposed to the city and they said, here, we can build these homes, these tiny homes, legitimate homes, for the homeless and veterans. And the mayor said no. He slammed the door on it. But we, you know, as a final message, we have to work together, Helen. and I yep. believe you. And your program and your efforts and putting this on the air and keeping the story going, giving it longevity, I, my hat's off to you and your, and your radio station. Remember, your founder was an RCAF veteran, yep. and he hired veterans. He believed in them. You yeah. know, so we mustn't forget our, our founders and our ancestors.
0: We all we all want to fix the problem. Some people are not as sympathetic. Some people are. Uh you know, worry about the unsightliness of of these camps and stuff, but most people want this to get fixed. Nobody wants to see somebody without a place to stay in cold weather like this. Michael, I'll just say one more time, your protest is at five o'clock this afternoon at City Hall, and let's hope we can find a short-term solution and then a long-term solution to the problem. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, Holland. It's what helped with people like yourself that we'll get it done.
0: Carolyn Klassen, I uh, just played the conversation that our Julie Buckingham had uh, earlier, a couple of hours ago, with Adam Hill, mm. who has used the power of social media for good.
2: Didn't he, though?
0: Yeah. And, you know, we were talking after the Golden Globe. Some people were saying, oh, you know, these people that get up and they, you know, talk about issues that are important to them. I th- I almost think you have a responsibility if you have a louder voice than others— to use that voice for good. And he used that voice to educate Wendy Williams and others on exactly what a a cleft palate and a cleft lip is.
2: He did. And he had us all understand the power of when you think you're doing something funny, sometimes it actually doesn't feel funny to other people. And I think uh, Maya Angelou says, uh, where where did I find it? Um, That, you, you do the best you can, but when you know better, you do better. And I think he taught us all a lot about how, what Wendy Williams did, she probably, I don't think she got up in the morning saying, she's an entertainer. She doesn't get up in the morning saying, I'm going to make other people's lives miserable and be hurtful. But for a guy who's been teased about that, that actually hurts. And what he said just resonated with thousands of people across the country who have also faced bullying and, um, you know, being made fun of because of a facial deformity. And that's not okay. And so when he said, yeah, this happened to me and this is not okay, he just, he gave voice to so many other people who haven't had a voice on that. And that was just, it was beautiful.
0: And now his little boy, Bo, you know, is, is dealing with it and will deal with it going forward. And maybe the efforts of his dad will change what Bo has to deal with growing up.
2: Wouldn't that be beautiful if little Bo faces a different experience on the playground because of the discussion that was started with his dad coming forward and being persistent and putting himself out there? You don't know how this stuff is going to turn out when you start it. And he just did it because he believed in it. Um, and I think that's, he kind of, I would say he went all mama bear, like, don't you talk about my kid that way, right? I know what he's going to be going through and that this is not okay. And I stand up and say it right here, right now, so everybody can talk about it. And this is, like it was on, when I looked it up, it was on people.com, right? Like it's all over it, all over North America over the world. People have been learning and thinking and talking about that a comment that is thought to be funny is actually insensitive. It's tone deaf. It's mean. And that's not okay. And now we, more people know that than ever before.
0: And I think it came from a place of ignorance. I don't think Wendy Williams even realized that what she was doing was inappropriate and hurtful. No. And but and that's why I want to get into this too. We'll get into the power of saying I'm sorry, the power mm-hmm. of an apology. Because I think an apology goes a long way. Um, but in this case, you know, it, it's an opportunity to teach too, right? Not only did Adam Big Hill say, hey, Wendy, you're wrong. But so many other people that have been watching this back and forth are now going, oh, okay. I I, I didn't realize that or I didn't understand that. And now I have a better understanding.
2: So Wendy made a mistake. It was hurtful. I don't think she got up in the morning saying she was going to be hurtful, but she was. Uh, And so she was made aware of it and she had a chance to learn from it. And I really like how he closed the loop and says, yeah, thank you for learning. And now like we can move on. and. I I will not continue to hold bitterness against you. I heard what I needed to hear. um, And you learned something, and I think the rest of us learned something. And, like, I don't know about you, Hal, but, like, I'm not perfect, right? Like, I am working really hard to be sensitive and thoughtful to the people around me. But often when I'm in session, when a person is from – has a different color skin than I do or, you know, has a difference than I do, like – As we're discussing this, if I say something that I don't even realize is offensive, could you let me know? Because I want our relationship to be right. And I might say something that doesn't feel right to you and I won't even pick it up. But I want us to be, okay, can you let me know? And I think if we give each other permission to say, yeah, I don't know everything, uh, but if you taught me something and I'm smarter and I know more, thank you for teaching me. And we're all a little bit wiser for it. And then now life goes back to normal.
0: Yeah, that's tough to say that to somebody though, right? To say, hey, that's not appropriate or that's inappropriate or here's why that's hurtful or here's why that... It it is tough to speak up. You're right, we have to, but it's tough.
2: Right, and I think that's where often the person that's um, in the position of power, and when I'm in the therapist's office and I'm the therapist, I'm in a position of power. If I can give permission to the person who might might be a different um, sexual orientation or a different ethnicity than I am, if I can say to them, I want you to teach me, Um, there might be ways in which I'm going to do the best I can, but I'm Mm. not perfect, and I might make mistakes because I'm still learning, can you let me know right away, I would like you to, Um, then it helps the other person have that courage because they know that you're going to be supportive of it. And so I think we need to be thoughtful and sensitive and caring towards each other in those ways.
0: Yeah. Best part of my day really is, I mean, other than spending time with my lovely Jackie, but one to four because... I do. I learned from the people that call in. I learned from the people that text. I learned from the people that email. I learned from my guests. I'll just give you an example of kind of what we're talking about. I was talking to a woman who her son took his own life. And in talking to her about it, I said, he committed suicide. Mm. And she spoke up and said, actually, he took his life it's not really appropriate to say he committed suicide yeah. and I didn't realize that but she told me that and I now say that when I get the chance because I meant no harm I, I you know I but it's a term that we've used for many years and it's not really appropriate anymore it's not the right way to put it now
2: no and I think we're all learning we're always learning as language changes and as people talk and as we're more ex- Exposed to people that are different than we are and hear things differently than we, it's good for us to learn. And I think when you can say, "Oh, well," when I said committed suicide rather than end his life, I made a mistake, and I'm sorry for that. Rather than I am a mistake because I blew it, then you have to, you can't apologize. You can't. You you have to offload, and that's when people get defensive, is when they get shamed for having made a mistake rather than feel guilty for. Oh, I made a mistake. You don't have to say I am a mistake. I made a mistake because you're not perfect, Hal. You make mistakes. That's no surprise because I make them too. We're all human. Mistakes are a part of being human.
0: Yeah. And um, the other thing, I, we were emailing on this earlier, and you said something sort of cool, creating space. Talk about creating space for mistakes and also, and then get into the power of, of an apology, the, the power of saying, I'm sorry, because man, that can fix a lot of things, can it? It's really, if you mean it.
2: If you mean it. And it's really vulnerable to say I'm sorry because it's acknowledging that I am a mistake. that or Sorry, that I made a mistake. Yeah, Not that I right. am a mistake, right? And it's an important distinction of I'm going to own my mistake. I'm going to own that what I said was hurtful and that's vulnerable to do that because sometimes you feel like, well, then I'm going to be open to being attacked for it. Yeah, of course you made a mistake, right? And you don't want to give pe- people that opportunity to further shame you. But if you can say... I, I own the fact that what I said must have been hurtful. Um, I own the fact that I didn't know what I didn't know and I made a mistake and I'm wrong. Th- that There's just such release in the other person to hear that. It feels so validating for them to say, yeah, I recognize you're in pain and it makes sense that you're in pain and I, f- I honor and acknowledge that I made that mistake although it seems so hard it's kind of it's kind of like a magic thing that happens and i see couples do that in my office right where it's so hard to apologize but when they do there's often this magic that happens cuz it just creates the opportunity it, it creates this it has some of that junk that's in between people disappear so that people can actually look directly in the eye without that stuff sort of interfering with that gaze to each other